Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. This is Andy. Before today's show, I have a quick question for you. Are you currently using Google Paid Ads to grow your e-commerce business? You know, those Google Shopping Ads, Google Search Ads, or even Google Remarketing Ads? Well, if you are, then you will be interested in an all-new video training that I filmed that details the number one strategy for growing your e-commerce business using Google Paid Ads. What's this number one strategy, you ask? Well, you'll have to check out the video. But I can tell you the strategy works and the video is absolutely free for my listeners. Type in www.makeeachclickcount.com forward slash video and check out the recent video that I filmed that details the number one way I use to grow my private clients' e-commerce businesses using paid Google ads. Again, the URL is www.makeeachclickcount.com forward slash video. And it's absolutely free to watch. Now, on to today's show. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today we are happy to welcome our next guest to discuss the topics of keys to growing your e-commerce business. He is the founder of the Roll Up Podcast Network, which features the Tactical Pit Stop podcast. And he is an industry veteran in the world of e-commerce. Say hello to Lucas Walker. Hi, Lucas. Andy, thank you so much. Thank you so much to everyone listening. And uh, what a great intro. I'm the founder of the Rolled Up Podcast. I think we're going to be talking a lot about some of the ways the tactics on pit stop, pit stop can be utilized to truly make each click count, each click count, and really why that's something that I, I really value. And it's just almost... Uh, to a fault obsess over is you work so so hard to get that traffic to your website you to even see you to click those ads don't pour that money down the drain by giving a bad experience or adding friction that's unneeded well great now before we dive into today's topic which is keys to growing your e-commerce business can you share with us your backstory and what ultimately led you to doing what you're doing now yeah, I've always been an early adopter. I graduated university in 2010, by, but but by that point, I had already set up a number of, prof- well, I'll call them professional accounts for things like the athletics department to share box scores on, on Twitter. And this was in 2009. In 2012, I co-founded my first company, Vengage, a free infographic maker. So go check that out. Great for really showcasing your brand story. I did a tour with Gorgeous, the number one help desk for e-commerce. And I also, in between that, found co-founded my my first e-commerce company, Treats Happen, which was a natural dog treat business. So all that led me to co-found the Rolled Up Podcast Network because I met a lot of really interesting people whose stories deserve to be, be told and have helped me out along the way. So I'm hoping that they can help others along the way too. Oh, great. Where, where are you based out of? So I'm up in Toronto, Canada. 
Okay. Okay, great. Now I see where you were quoted as saying it's about knowing all of the different pillars of e-commerce and knowing how it all gets rolled up into a strategy. What do you define as those different pillars of e-commerce? Well, there are so many and it's, and this is a great exercise for me that I really should map it out, but there are so many pillars that you can build a business on. And just like real pillars, you don't need all of them, but you need a minimal amount to support your business. It could be new customer acquisition. It could be growing lifetime value of customers. I think email marketing is definitely a big pillar for for e-commerce. Your supply chain and logistics is is another one. And as well as your your product. And then I, I think that as your business grows beyond just a direct consumer business, retail and having a solid retail strategy is another pillar that will support that growth of of your business because as you as you grow tall, you need that really strong foundation, but you also need to add a little bit of width to the base. You can only, if you have a very narrow foundation, you can't grow that high. So you need to build out while building up and that could be expanding channels, regions, or even doing something like going into into brick and mortar retail. Now, I also saw another quote that you had that was pretty interesting where you said it's not a marketing-driven industry, it's very much about operations and logistics. The faster the conversation gets to operations and logistics, the more credible and serious you know somebody is. Can you expand a bit on that, Bob? Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it can get kind of dry. So if listeners, uh, before I tune any of your listeners out, make sure you go leave a five-star review on, <laughs> on Apple for the Make Each Click Count podcast. And Andy, I know you're working really hard. If I get too dry and, and your listeners tune out, I want them to at least make sure they leave you the five-star review, not just bounce because of me. So I'll get, let's, get, let's get that out of the way. But that's what it, a perfect example of thinking it's very marketing driven versus logistics. We know that uh, reviews drive podcast downloads, especially on Apple, but how you get those reviews, how you manage them, that's all operations and logistics, even to how you can plan it out. If you know that for every thousand downloads, you get four reviews, that's a metric that you can then start to, to work on, but that drives the marketing. I think for a long time, there was this misconception about e-commerce that it's just create a viral video like Dollar Shave Club and Mm -hmm. you'll make a gazillion dollars. That's so far from the truth that it just, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm almost yelling a little bit, but A, you don't just make a viral video and get that reach. That's logistics in and of itself. How are you going to get those views? Where will those views last? Are they on TikTok, YouTube, a Super Bowl ad? And how you you get there and plan those those resources. What happens if it does go viral? What do you do with all that inventory? Do you have enough packaging? How much is it going to cost you to ship to Australia? All kinds of things like that that can all ha- that can have a huge impact. Even the way that your website rests. And I, I'm uh, it's no secret I'm I'm sponsored by by Shogun for their headless commerce solution. And as I've been doing my due diligence into that, a big thing is internationalization. And even between Canada and the US, which both countries speak the same language, use the same currency, very familiar going between, there are so many nuances of things like free shipping expectations. Uh, French Canada and Quebec is a huge part of the, the country. Even how you plan to fulfill orders in different regions that seem the same. That's all logistics, especially as your business grows. 
I don't know um, if you see it in in your part, but even in Canada and Toronto, there are retailers that are really only in Toronto and the more urban areas. And then you have retailers that exist outside the, the greater Toronto area, stores like Giant Tiger. And that also gets into logistics. How will you get your, how will your customers get their products? Will you do things like custom packaging? What's the impact of that? Maybe you do custom packaging thinking it's a great marketing play, but then the boxes you ordered are too small because you've been able to increase your average order value. And now you're sitting on $12,000 worth of printed boxes that are kind of useless to anyone but you. Right. So I know yeah, that I, lots, lots of things to think about. For it, sure. it is. And it's, I, I hate to, to rant and go on, on dry, dry tangents, but that's really the, the logistics of it. Even from an accounting perspective of thinking, so are we doing things first in, first out, first in, last out, if there's an expiry date, if there's shelf life considerations, how do you handle the logistics side of things versus just new customer acquisition? acquisition? And marketing is almost the, the, the tip of the iceberg or the gateway drug into e-commerce because it becomes that logistics conversation very, very quickly. So speaking of e-com, I see you were featured in Shopify Masters. Mm -hmm. is, is that your preferred e-commerce platform, Shopify? Yeah, I mean... I can't say a negative thing about Shopify. It's so fascinating to get up and running and have everything that you need. You can create a store on Shopify with a basic theme or template and get to a million dollars in sales, which is so crazy to think about. Think about 15 years ago, how hard it would be to create a business that would do a million dollars in sales, especially a retail business. It's you're signing leases, you're, you're getting inventory, signage, all of this, but with Shopify out of the box, you can get up and running. And then there are nuances where it might not be the best option or there's uh, different solutions. But for me, they just, they solve such a majority of problems that Shopify has to be the place to, to get started unless you have a reason not to use them as a sort of the incumbent. Have you used other platforms or is that really your go-to? I mean, that's my go-to. I've played around with a few, a few different ones. I've helped friends with their, um, their sites built on WooCommerce and WordPress, and they're, they all get the job done, but not as easily. It's I wouldn't recommend them to someone just, just starting out. Okay. Now, in your bio, it also says that you're an e-com automation expert. Mm -hmm. How do you define automations? So anything that can be repeated, you can automate it. And this might be something as simple as getting emails into a Google spreadsheet, but it's very tedious and it's not exactly fulfilling work either. So you could get a VA or someone to do it for you, but it's, I mean, you could do it yourself, although it's not a very good use of your time, but it's tedious and it's repetitive. So how can you do that automatically? Using a lot of those automations with tools like Zapier or Shopify Flows, you can set up things like if a fraudulent order comes in or it's detected to be fraudulent, go ahead and notify me so I can follow up and adjust it accordingly. So it keeps the momentum going with your, your store and your business and it avoids those repetitive tasks. Now, one thing that if it's all right with you, Andy, is I'd love to chat a little bit about one of the biggest misconceptions of automation. Sure, that'd be great. I think that it's, the full thing is automated. The, and by, by thing, it could be anything. There are tools coming out now that will write your product page copy for you. And I think the, 
the perception is that's going to be automated. I don't need to write product descriptions anymore. Uh -huh. But the truth is you just have to be a much better editor. It might uh, automate the task of kind of saying the same thing in a different way, but it's not going to be something that's ready to go out of the gate. It'll save 30% of your time, but not 100% of your time. So I think that that's why where I really believe automation is, or in the case of customer support, getting all your customer data in one place versus going in and opening up three, four tabs to find that. So that gives you more time to do the human part of the task or just accomplish more tasks throughout the day. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying it's not gonna free you up, but you're gonna have to be a better manager of the automations to make sure they're all running correctly? Yeah, it frees you up up until the last mile and that's where you sort of take over. Now, if you were willing, could you share a story of how you've helped a company automate some of their e-commerce business processes? Yeah, I think the the most obvious example is during my my tenure at Gorgeous, the the help desk, because so much of it is is automated. So if you're bringing in, if you have a customer who just wants a status on their order, the software no longer you no longer have to go and open up the tabs and and pull that in. Um, as I build out World Up, I'm automating a lot of things. Earlier this morning, I was uh, earlier this morning I was working on a new automation to bring in my emails and just launch them into my my drip campaign, because I might collect emails from a number of different sources that might not go into into my OmniSend, but I still want to capture them. People might say, "Hey, add me to your email." They might put it in a Google Sheet themselves. They might have a sign up form from from somewhere. And just when we talk about pillars of, of e-commerce, to me, email and SEO is what pays the bills. So if you can get more emails early on and easier, think about collecting an extra three emails per day just by automating the collection of it and so that you don't have, it's one of those tasks that says, yeah, that, this data entry, I'll get to it later. You never do. But by automating the collection of those emails, it opens it up so that you can spend a lot more time a engaging with them but also it, having a bigger impact on your business if after a year you've collected an, an additional three emails each day that's like your thousand emails and you can pick a number that you want but that's like twenty thousand dollars of extra revenue for your business just by setting up a, an automation in about 10 to 20 minutes now let, let me ask because e-commerce businesses I mean, one theme from the moment you start, you're looking at how do you grow your business? How do you grow your business? How do you cut your costs are the two main themes. But what mistakes have you seen the companies will make when, when attempting to grow their e-commerce business? So this is one example um, that hits very close to home. But I think one is trying to expand to new markets and channels way too fast. Our business was... Pretty had very good business in Canada and a little bit in the US. And I thought by having a second site, it would open up a whole world of possibilities, but it didn't, it just created more work and more work meant less time testing and doing the things that do work. So I think trying to expand too fast, whether it's by products, international, or even channels, <clears throat> don't try to do YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, and Snapchat ads all at once before you've even mastered Facebook master the fundamentals and then expand. Uh, same thing with the email marketing. It's brands try to create all kinds of crazy campaigns when they haven't mastered the card abandonment flow. 
So really focus on your low hanging fruit and, your, and close to cash early on and then scale up. Don't try to do everything for everyone all the time. Those are some great tips. Now, e-commerce, it just continues to grow and even more so in COVID where it's just been accelerated. Mm -hmm. Where do you see e-commerce going from here? So here's a hot take. What do you think the percentage of books sold online is in the U.S.? I would say 85%. Nope. Want to guess again? You were a little bit high. A little bit high. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's 70? Lower. About half, actually. 35%. And I, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's in the mid-30s, and it's actually plateaued there, which I think is very interesting. So I think it hmm. will continue to see growth in e-commerce up to that 35% mark. But I think the future will be very much click and collect or browse in store and then have delivered to your home. Even something like buying clothing, you might try on a jacket or something and you really like the style, but they don't have your size. Instead of going and bringing it to the store, it can just get shipped right to your home with the other things that you've purchased. So I think that will be the biggest shift as brick and mortar and traditional e-commerce kind of blend. I also think that just really specific last mile, um, last mile logistics will be more important than ever because people start traveling again. If they order something to a different location, they're going to want to know exactly when they get it. So I think customer demands for shipping and logistics are only going to go up and up from here. Interesting. Now, what is the biggest success story you'd be willing to share with a company that has worked with you? Yeah, I think that I'll, uh, I'll choose myself for, for a couple here. The first is with, uh, with Treats Happen, getting into retail stores before we, we ran into a few, a few hiccups that I don't know. I don't, if, if anyone's interested, just hit me up on Twitter. I'll, I'll tell the whole story, but uh, getting into TJX Canada, so Marshalls, Home Sense, Winners, as well as a couple of, of chains, and just navigating that wholesale purchase plan. There's just so much that you have to to do, like specifics for when they pick up the product, making sure everything's labeled correctly. It's like 130 pages of just documentation to be even able to have them buy your products. So I think getting sell through uh, in a couple of those stores is probably the biggest thing that I'm I'm proud of. The other thing I would say is optimizing for a high lifetime value. We made it really easy for customers to purchase a bundle of products that would last them three or four months. So then we would reduce our shipping and logistics costs again. I, I think we're starting to see a little bit of a theme, but also it meant that we were doing it right because they came back so, so frequently, which I think you all the reviews are great everything can be is nice but the validation of a high repeat customer rate really does speak for itself oh absolutely absolutely now at this point of the show i've been playing a, a game with my guests are you up for it uh can we just air some commercials instead but would, would the listeners like that <laughs> I don't have any. But, Maybe for uh, some personal injury lawyers or something. I, I think I think listeners like that. So the game goes like this. I say a word and you respond right away with the first word that pops in your head. It's a word association game. And just kind of give some insight to, to where you are with your, with your line of thoughts. So yep. are you ready? Yeah. All right. Run. No, thank you. Stop. 
Let's go. Fun. Like the band, the, the song, or the activity that we're going to have by not running? <laughs> All right, now some more business terms. You ready? Yep, let's go. Uh, and some more serious answers, too. All right, success. Hard work. Family. Not seeing them enough lately. Business. Fun. Email. Pays the bills. Promote. You're not doing enough of it. I promise you, you're not promoting enough. And that goes for me as well. Gratitude. Something I wish I did more of. Wealth. Oh, that's a good one. But I think it, oh man. Oh, you stumped me on the game. I, I think I just lost. But uh, <laughs> for wealth, I'm going to say something that we all have in, in different ways that we may not realize. And I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to just realized during covid that i am wealthy in in a lot of ways that you wouldn't exactly think that you can't take to the bank that's a great answer you're back in the game back in the game all right back in clarity sorry did you say clarity or larry like larry david clarity easy to understand hard to do growth Never stop growing. The moment you stop growing is the moment that you start dying. So tell me, what is your motivation in working with companies? What's what's getting you out of bed in the morning? I think that the biggest thing is being able to do something really specific that I'm that I'm pretty good at. In this case, helping with a lot of the the content and amplifying their their voices, but being able to do it for more than one person or more than one company and one boss. For me, I think that a lot of that motivation comes from being able to do something very well and just being able to share it with, with others. And by working with more than one company, I get to double down on what I'm best at and enjoy and eliminate maybe some of the parts of my day-to-day that I'm, I'm not as crazy about. I also just, it's, it's weird. I just, I eat, breathe sleep e-commerce it's just one of those things that if i don't know if it's because i've done it long enough or i just truly enjoy it but for me good marketing it's like an art a form of art to me and what services are you offering to clients yeah so right now i'm i like i said i've yeah so right now i'm as the founder of the Rolled Up Podcast Network, the biggest thing is production and distribution of podcasts. I also, I don't know if I'd say consult too heavily on it, but just helping a lot of uh, individual e-commerce brands with what they need going going on. So it could be a review of their website. It could be uh, coming up with a little bit of strategy, but the majority of what I'm focused on right now is bring, giving more brand owners and founders uh, quite literally a voice. Okay, and I see on your website, ruledup.io, that you offer a free tune-up mm-hmm. where you offer to find free money, fast fixes, and get expert insights from the pit crew. Now, first of all, what is the pit crew? And second, what's this free tune-up? So the theme of Pit Stop comes from, it was actually Jason Wong, the founder of Doe Lashes, who named it. But your, your Shopify store, your e-commerce store, it's a high-performance machine. And... Your, your selling season is a race. You don't ha- always have time to tear everything down, do a deep analysis and fix it, but you might be able to find 
a little bit of free money by say offering an upsell or an extra variant. You can definitely find a, a fast fix. And sometimes it's just nice to have someone's insight who's, who's done it before. And so the pit crew is just sort of what I call the, uh, the variety of guests who come on pit stop and have different areas of, of expertise. Expertise. And Thomas, uh, amazing Shopify designer, worked at Out of the Sandbox, building a number of different themes. She was on talking about user experience. Steve Toth came on and talked about SEO and a few merchants as well, like Dan Dembski, talking about how he drives urgency without giving a ton of discounts. Okay, well, there you go. If you so want that, you can go to rolledup.io. That's right, rolledup.io. And if you sign up for the, the newsletter, just reply to that first email. I'll give you a, a quick little review of your Shopify store, and I donate a dollar to my local food bank for everyone who signs up. Oh, fantastic. Now, one last question. What would you like to say to business owners listening right now that might be struggling to grow their business if they say, where should I start in order to grow? Start getting more emails. It's so sexy to say, oh, just run these ads. You'll you'll have a fast conversion rate. You'll see the money attributed right away. But not every business or product is like that. Maybe have that call to action be request more information. Maybe it's get a recipe. Maybe it's get an asset that helps your potential customers understand your product. And if you're not doing that already, give that a start. It might just kickstart everything else. It'll give you some new customers who maybe you you need. And I'd also say if you are an existing business, talk to your top 10% of customers. Go in in Shopify, filter out by, by revenue or order, whatever your KPI is. Figure out who you want to talk to, who you want more of. And then just go talk to them. Ask them what they like. How do they use their, your product? They are a wealth of information that you'll never have on your own. No third-party data has. And when you start talking to customers, especially your best ones, the magic starts to happen. Even if you don't implement a thing, sometimes that's just uh, enough to get the sales gods in your favor again. Well, that's great. Well, thank you. That's some, some fantastic advice. Thank you. Now, before we end, is, is there anything that I've been amiss of asking you today? No, it's great. I love the format. Love how we've been going pretty fast and uh, and rapid fire. I've got a another season of Rolled Up coming out, which is sort of my my flagship podcast. A little bit more narrative and conversational. I've got Pit Stop, which is the the direct tactical fast hitting podcast. Bricks and Clicks is launching on the network soon, as well as a couple of others. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. That is it today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you are looking for more information regarding Lucas or connecting with him, you can contact him through his website, which we will put a link in the show notes and get that free pit crew tune-up in it that's roll up, right uh, rolled up.io rolled up.io lucas walker wherever you get your podcasts if you if you see the basketball player or the male model that believe it or not that's not me i know it's hard to tell because you can't see my face listening to that so that's not me keep scrolling to the guy eating burritos that's me <laughs> fantastic and in addition if you're looking for more information on growing your business using paid ads Request to join the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. I have been releasing some all new free live trainings and more will be happening soon. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode.
This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. <laughs>